You're listening to Cross Currents from KALW News. I'm Hanat Baba. Nearly every election, you'll see a bond measure on San Francisco ballots. It's always the first proposition listed. And they're placed on the ballot by the city as a way to fund what the Board of Supervisors or the mayor deem essential city services, like earthquake safety, school repairs, or park maintenance. This year, San Franciscans will vote on Prop A, the Health and Recovery Bond. And here to break it down for us is health reporter Angela Johnston. Hey, Angela. Hi. All right, so tell us more about Proposition A. Well, like you'll see with a lot of measures, Prop A covers a lot of different projects. Three main areas, though. Mental health and homelessness, parks and open space, and street and sidewalk improvement. The bond won't raise taxes, and if it passes, the funds will be reviewed by the Citizens General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee which is a mouthful, but we aired a great piece on that group that profiles them. And it makes what sound kind of boring pretty exciting. So we can post a link to it on the KLW web post. Right. That was by reporter Raja Shah. So you said this is going to fund three main areas. How much money are we talking about and where is it going? The measure would allow the city to borrow up to nearly $500 million. And here's where it breaks down. About 10% of that would go toward sidewalk and streets, ramps and plazas and curbs and pedestrian overpasses. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about parks? Well, this is the category that would get the most money, $239 million to be exact. The city's Capital Planning Committee has already identified some specific projects that would directly benefit. Specific projects like what? There's a park in Japantown, the Peace Plaza. It's over 50 years old, and though it was renovated 20 years ago, the plaza has been leaking water into a public garage below. Mm -hmm. So the project would fix that and add more plants, shade structures, things like that. And then there's also a project to build a new rec center in Hearst Playground at the corner of McLaren Park in the southeastern part of the city. And there's another project to renovate Buchanan Street Mall in Western Edition. And Angela, what about that third category you mentioned, mental health and homelessness? To me, this is an interesting part of the measure because it was actually added on quite late after the pandemic, partly because of the mental health and housing and homelessness issues COVID-19 exacerbated. Mm -hmm. So $207 million would go towards a whole range of services like building or buying or renovating permanent supportive housing and shelters. There's enough funds in there to build or acquire 250 supportive housing beds and 75 shelter beds. And there's talk of looking into hotels that went out of business because of the pandemic or privately owned single room occupancy hotels that are now up for sale. Okay, those are places. What about services? Yeah, there's a lot of mental health and behavioral services that are listed as possible things that will get funded with the bond. And an audit a few years back showed that there was a need for shorter wait times and even more mental health beds. And so the bond would go toward building facilities that provide mental health and substance abuse services or repairing community clinics that offer the same type of services. Mm -hmm. And San Francisco recently announced an overhaul of mental health services in the city. How does this fit in with that? Yeah, it's called Mental Health San Francisco, and it was legislation that passed and was voted on late last year in December. And with it comes this proposal for a 24-7 mental health service center where people can go for urgent care and get psychiatric medication. 
And there's also funds directed at new beds, as well as a new crisis street team and case managers. Mm. And that mental health SF overhaul would cost $76 million just to kind of begin the whole process of changing the system. Mm -hmm. And so I spoke with Supervisor Hillary Ronan, and she was one of the drafters of that legislation. And she said that, yes, some of the Prop A funds would go to things like a sobering center or purchasing these beds that the legislation talks about. Mm -hmm. And how are projects selected? Like, if it goes to one treatment center or another or one street or another, how do they pick? Yeah, well, there's an emphasis on equity written into the bonds language. So the money would be directed toward projects in areas that are underserved. As for how to choose, it depends on the type of project. With streets, the city will take into account something called a pavement score, which is basically how bad the road is. And as I said earlier, there are certain parks that are already identified for funding. Mm -hmm. But as for the other projects that haven't yet been specified, the measure kind of lacks a clear set of criteria for its selection of projects. The head of the Capital Planning Committee told me that different departments can suggest projects, and then those would then be reviewed by the Capital Planning Committee and the Board of Supervisors. Okay. Who are some of the proposition supporters? Well, the entire Board of Supervisors voted unanimously on the measure, and it's also endorsed by the mayor. You've got big tech backers, like the CEO of a company called Ripple. He gave $250,000, and it's gotten smaller donations from groups like the San Francisco Giants and lots of construction-type unions like bricklayers, Mm -hmm. because this measure is expected to create a bunch of construction jobs. And because of this wide-ranging support, it's expected to pass. Does anybody oppose it? Well, the San Francisco Taxpayers Association usually opposes these bonds, and they have written arguments against this one. They say the city has already dedicated a lot of funding to housing and homelessness and street repair. And the Libertarian Party is also against it, and they say building more housing is a way to solve the problem of homelessness, not bonds. And the proposition needs a two-thirds supermajority to pass. Okay, and one last question, because a lot of this measure is directed towards homelessness services. How are unhoused folks in the city able to vote this election? Yeah, uh, well, even though a lot of us got mail-in ballots sent to us, polling places will still be open on Election Day. And a lot of them are already open for early voting right now. And unhoused people without an address can use the address of a service provider, like a shelter or a food kitchen, to register. Mm. So if people didn't register to vote in time, they can still request a provisional ballot at the polls. And I spoke with both Glide and Hospitality House, their two service providers in the Tenderloin, and they both are acting as polling places this year and have done a lot of outreach to get their clients registered and informed. Okay, Angela, thank you. Thanks, Hannah. Angela Johnston is KLW's health reporter. For more election coverage, including short summaries of many local measures, go to klw.org slash elections. 